Greetings, Winnipeg Jets fans. You are probably eagerly awaiting the news that Barry Trotz has officially signed on with the Winnipeg Jets. Supposedly it's coming today, but uh, according to the local and national hockey media, that may not exactly be 100% the case. We'll talk about the nuances in Barry Trotz giving his stamp of approval to signing on with the Winnipeg Jets, what it might actually require from Winnipeg to offer him, and whether or not Winnipeg really is the best fit on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But just, you know, most of all, we really love and appreciate your support. Uh, on tonight's episode, obviously, you know, there are some really big topics. We've got NHL playoff action that we're going to talk about towards the end of the episode. Uh, I also wanted to talk about some upcoming Winnipeg Jets free agents because um, there are some burning questions surrounding guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois, Paul Stastny, etc., etc. But the big thing that everyone wants to know is... Will Barry Trotz sign with the Winnipeg Jets on this date, uh, Tuesday, which is uh, a very big question and one that, you know, the Jet-centric podcast did believe uh, would be addressed today. When, when you're listening to this this morning, uh, I'm sure you're probably wondering if Trotz is getting announced in the afternoon, the evening. Um, and there has been actually a bit of an update from some of the uh, media sources out there in the hockey world. The national media had some thoughts. Local media has given some thoughts. Uh, the general consensus from across all of the sources seems to be one of pumping the brakes just a little bit. Uh, the biggest thing is that no one's really been able to confirm that, in fact, Trotz has agreed to sign with the Jets. The main thing that does seem to be circulating is that, uh, you know, Winnipeg is actually uh, presenting an offer to Trotz and that he is strongly considering it. Uh, so one of the things that kind of popped up was that Barry is not just looking to be a coach. He is interested in getting involved in management, which uh, I have heard this before. Um, with the Jets, I don't really know what that means, though. You know, you're looking at uh, Kevin Shoveldayoff, who has just signed a three-year contract extension, which I don't even know if the team has formally acknowledged it. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter mention that that actually has not occurred yet, so um, not sure what they're waiting for. Maybe that there is something more to this than just... Uh, maybe a, a lack of uh, like a bit of an oversight. I don't think that that's the case. There's some reason that they haven't uh, discussed or, or at least publicly not acknowledged it in a formal setting. So that being the case, you know, would Trotz be somebody who's tracking towards being an assistant general manager? Does he one day replace Kevin Shovel day off once Chevy's contract runs out? I have no idea. Um, but aside from that, you know, one of the other considerations that uh, Jeff Hamilton, who um, presented a really good thread on thread on this, offered up was that 
you know, Trotz does have a member of, of his family who does require uh, a little bit of extra care. Um, obviously, this is a, a very challenging situation for some folks who are looking to relocate because when you have um, as a member of your family who has special needs, obviously, you need to find the best place that you can reside that offers the adequate care for, for your loved ones and also ensures that the rest of your family is comfortable, too. Uh, and that's why I feel like, you know, one thing I brought up on a previous podcast was if he's relocating, right, you might think relocating within the, the Metro Division would actually make a lot of sense because he would move from New York or that region to somewhere that's relatively close. And maybe he has some familiarity with uh, maybe he's even got some friends that he could stay with along the East Coast. Uh, moving to Winnipeg is a little bit of a different story, right? Uh, obviously, he does have uh, some ties from having been around the area, uh, being born in Defon and everything. But, you know, looking beyond that, I, I do think you actually have to uh, sell Trotz um, and his family on this idea of relocating. You need to give him a really good adequate list of, of places that he can live, places for his family to receive uh, any of the necessary care that they require, um, and kind of talk about the longer term picture with this team. Because, you know, you're looking at all the other candidates, right? You've got Vegas, who's very much hot to trots <laughs> uh, for Barry's signature. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that one. Uh, you've also got Philadelphia uh, that I believe he will be interviewing with sometime this week. You've got the Detroit Red Wings maybe uh, expressing interest. Dallas has a coaching vacancy. And there are some other teams that might be having further vacancies at the end of this week uh, once round two is more or less wrapped up. So, you know... The Jets aren't just working through this with, with, in isolation. I think that they recognize that in a lot of ways, they're kind of on a, uh, a bit of a countdown clock. And I think that their initial offer needed to be really good to Trotz because Barry is going to have his pick of the litter. And if the Jets can't give him an adequate reason to move to Winnipeg, this is probably one of the top free agent candidates for the head coaching position that they're going to have. Now, I don't think it's the only one. And I've mentioned, you know, guys like Mark Morrison, Pascal Vincent, uh, apparently Claude Julian on their short list of options, uh, Scott O'Neill as well. So it's not like it's trots or busts, but I feel like given what we know about Winnipeg and, and what they're looking to do, I do think that in many respects, if they're wanting to go all in, it's got to be with trots and a really good and expensive supporting cast. I think you've got to look at some really good assistance. I think you have to make trots the kind of lead guy that you target. And if you miss out, it is what it is. But I, I think for a lot of reasons, Winnipeg ticks off boxes that a lot of other teams can. You know, the Jets are going to be playoff competitive, relatively speaking, because the Central Division is tough, but a lot of the teams have kind of weakened over the years. And so if Trotz wants to either coach or even step into a managerial role down the road, he can do both with Winnipeg. Uh, I, I think that there's actual ample room for growth. And, you know, you, you coach at a ground level, you look at this current core and then in a few years, once guys like Perfetti have been around the league a while, you know, you start to think about how you build around him and how you get those talents, that extra level of of uh, skill to work with. And, you know, you've had ground level experience and eventually you transfer that into management experience. So maybe what the Jets are starting to do, which is kind of tracking towards an eventual rebuild and a retooling, maybe that actually fits with how Trot sees this. You've got coaching for three years. Eventually, you transition into that managerial role. And, you know, there's not many other teams that can offer that. Philadelphia and Detroit are rebuilding. Dallas is kind of in a weird spot because they're basically being carried by their goalie. Uh, 
Vegas is kind of going to be in Cap Hill very soon. Every season they have to put guys on injured reserve because they literally don't have the cap space to uh, have their full roster healthy. So how many teams really give you a good balance of, of room for growth and an immediate team that can be a playoff contender? I think the Jets, for me, just make the most sense. And it's why if he is announced this week, it again does not surprise me. And I, I think Jet-centric is probably on the right track here. Uh, I know that the, the national media is saying to pump the brakes, and I, I would agree with that. I do think it's probably a little bit too soon for him to finalize his decision. But if the Jets are really pushing him to get it done and they want to see it done you know, before even the middle of the week, it wouldn't shock me. I think Trotz is probably the, the first name on their list right now. And I again, I think if the Jets want to get this done, they need to have it sooner rather than later because there's just so many competitors out there lining up to get his signature. And I think Winnipeg really should be among his top picks. But I'd be curious to know what you feel about this. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Now, speaking of getting signatures and stuff, Winnipeg has got a laundry list of free agents upcoming, and I think the decisions that have to be made with this roster are going to be super complicated. Now, some of them can only be done with Trotz's guidance, but um, you know, any head coach that joins obviously going to have the same situation. We'll talk about what free agents are uh, obviously going to give the Jets the most heartburn and what it may result in in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful friends at Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about Built Bar before, you know that I'm personally a huge fan. Why? Because it's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've recently unveiled this brand new flavor called Brownie Batter Puffs, which if you're wondering what it's like, well, when you were a kid, you probably took a spatula, dug it into that brownie batter and took yourself a nice big lick. But, you know, growing up, you kind of know that that stuff is loaded with a lot of sugar. Built Bar is your solution for all of that guilt you may have been carrying. With only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 7 grams of net carbs, Brownie Batter Puffs is like the perfect solution to having all of the great flavor and enjoyment of brownie batter without any of the sinful uh, guilt that kind of comes with it. It's perfect for every lifestyle because Built Bars are great for workouts, you know, pre-workout supplements. They can serve as a meal replacement bar. They're just awesome. I mean, they've got great flavor, great texture. And if you're not really into brownie batter, no problem. They've got dozens of other flavors that you can choose from. And if you can't choose just one, check out their mix box, which gives you a selection of 12 different flavors uh, so that it helps you find the exact flavor that you want to tailor to your tastes. I personally recommend raspberry dark chocolate as a great starting place. But again, you really can start anywhere. And I think you'll have as much enjoyment as I did getting to try their full lineup of flavors. If you're really interested, go to built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are taking a look now and just a little bit at the uh, the upcoming free agent group that the Jets are going to have to deal with because, let's be honest, this is going to be complicated. Before we get too much uh, ahead of ourselves, though, I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're here, I highly uh, recommend that you check out our Locked On Now program. It gives you nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. What's really cool about Locked On Now is that it distills the most important takeaways from not only game recaps, but also big news, uh, trades, rumors, 
all of the hottest action around your NHL team summarized in 20 to 40 second segments so that you get the most important bullet points without having to spend the full time listening to a really long podcast. And it also gives you uh, points of investigation to check out your favorite team's NHL podcast from the Locked On Network. So, you know, give your listen to some of our great hosts. Maybe they've got a really cool topic that they tease in one of our Locked On Nows. You can check out their show as well. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Now on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. It's free and available, same as where Locked On Winnipeg Jets can be found. And uh, as always, again, thank you so much for your support. Now on to the uh, free agent tracker for the Jets. Looking ahead, Winnipeg has a number of very difficult decisions, and uh, the first and biggest name that's going to be out there that we've mentioned before is Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, I'm not going to rehash this too much because I think, you know, by now you sort of understand the score. It's not clear if he wants to sign long-term, and until we have more clarity on how he sees things, uh, you know, guys like Mark Shifley are going to still be um, a bit of an unknown situation. Now, what I have heard uh, on the down low is that Shifley is probably staying. So I think in that respect, that's that's a level of clarity the Jets definitely needed. Um, but again, it's not guaranteed. And I think the same can be said with PLD. I, I want him to be a, a long-term fixture here. I think that for me, if the Jets could get him around seven by six uh, or seven and a half by six, I think that that's pretty reasonable for what he brings. But I'm sure that he might want a bit more than that. I wouldn't be shocked by it at all. And in some respects, for the right team, he probably is worth that. But, you know, I don't want the Jets to go full uh, overblown here and overpay massively for a player that, you know, might not really give you the the level of output that a, ma- a major contract like this demands. I think the underlying numbers look pretty favorably for PLD. And while he only had 60 points in 81 games only, right, uh, I, I think that he has a really good defensive impact. His offensive impact is obviously very pronounced. And if he can kind of work past that second half slump that he had, again, I do suspect that Dubois is going to be a monster for the Jets. But I think he probably has to be sold on the the future vision of this team. And until we have a head coach, who knows what that's going to be. Looking down the list, we obviously have a lot of free agents that, you know, I'm not going to be able to cover all on this episode. But one of the ones that I wanted to point out was Christian Veselainen, because Vesa, I believe, is being linked to the SHL from what I saw. And I think for a lot of fans, he's probably one of the bigger disappointments in recent draft history. Uh, Christian, you know, he was heralded as the potential replacement for Blake Wheeler, but that never really happened. And I think it kind of goes against the way that he plays his game. Uh, When he was in Liga, obviously, he was like a really talented sniper. He was always on the power play. He loved to shoot from the right face-off circle, but for some reason, the Jets really tried to turn him into a very strong, defensively responsible power forward, which in some ways I don't disagree with, but I do think that it took away some of what made Vesa special, and in the intervening time, he just really has never shown uh, the kind of skill sets and stuff that would you know manifest into a long-term role with the Jets. I think that he's still very talented, and I think that there is a version of him that eventually will be good for somebody, but I just don't know if it's going to be the Jets. And loaning him out overseas might be the right right move, especially if um, they do something like a qualifying offer. But I just think that at this point, he's probably run his course with the Jets. I feel like a lot of people have said he doesn't really have urgency in his game, and I kind of feel the same. I haven't really seen the sort of uh, elite playmaking ability and great shooting that I think most people were hoping for. Not that he's been placed in the situation where he's using it a lot, but 
you know, I just think it's time for him to maybe be moved on and for the Jets to kind of cut their losses. It's a shame that he didn't work out, but, you know, I think sometimes you're not going to hit on every single first round prospect. And I think, you know, especially like a middle round pick from where he was drafted at, I think it was great value at the time. It's just a shame it didn't really materialize into something uh, a little bit more, I would say, concrete. But again, you take the risk, you take the gamble, you see what happens. And I think the Jets still would do it again. And I, I would recommend doing it again if you could go back in time and make that pick. I think Vesa, you know, among the names on the list, made a lot, you know, made a lot of sense, maybe even made the most sense. And I think the Jets were right to choose him. Um, we just hope that if he gets loaned out, that he kind of comes back a different player. But if not, it is what it is. This stuff kind of happens all the time. And, you know, the Jets are just going to have to take some lessons and move on. Hopefully they uh, don't make the same mistake with some of their current prospects that they're about to rotate in. Uh, I've got a lot of hope for guys like David Gustafson, Cole Perfetti, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see how those guys pan out. And hopefully the Jets can continue to build the future of this uh, what will hopefully one day uh, become a, a Stanley Cup winning core. But uh, that's all the free agents I want to talk about on tonight's show. I, I do want to spend some time talking about NHL playoffs and say if some of the free agent talk for future episodes, especially stuff coming up later this week. So hint, hint, keep an eye out for more free agent talk and we'll cover guys like Eric Comrie and some of the other guys that uh, obviously are, are going to need a bit of a raise from the Jets. Scary times if you're uh, uh, the the front office and uh, you're looking to save a few dollars, because I think a number of guys might just become a little bit expensive for Winnipeg's tastes. But again, we'll save that talk for a future episode. Now, I do want to transition in just a little bit to talking about the NHL playoffs and round two. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, taking a look at the uh, game four for a number of teams in round two. Obviously, round two has been pretty crazy. Um, tonight, we actually, or you know, Monday night, we actually saw an elimination of a team. Uh, if you're into Florida hockey, this one probably broke your heart because you're either rooting for the Panthers or the Lightning. And in this case, if you are a Panthers fan, I am sorry, your team has been swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Panthers, I don't even think that they played all that poorly. Um, maybe you could say Sergei Bobrovsky and some defensive lapses kind of cost them, plus not scoring against Andre Vasilevsky. I think that that is probably the biggest takeaway. Um, Vasilevsky was kind of a wall. I mean, sometimes you just get goalied. I mean, this is one of the most prolific offenses in NHL history. I believe uh, Dom, uh, I forget his last name. Um, The guy who writes for The Athletic mentioned that it's probably the most prolific offense of the last 30 years or so, which sounds about on point. You know, this team had like what, a plus 180 gold differential or something absurd like that. So uh, it's unfortunate that they got eliminated, but I think it would be crazy for them to kind of overreact and make a bunch of sweeping changes. I don't know that that is entirely necessary. Uh, There are some things that they could probably tweak, but, you know, again, oftentimes with a a seven-game playoff series, if you run into a hot goalie, there's just not much you can do. Jets fans can tell you what happened when Winnipeg was supposed to win the Cup a couple of years ago, and instead... They got Marc-Andre Fleury in the pl- in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, there's not much th- that you can do. And I think it, the, the worst mistake is to overreact and to make a lot of changes that don't really benefit your team. Um, there probably are some guys who are going to get moved on. Claude Giroux probably not coming back, and I'm sure uh, players like Mackenzie Weger might be a little bit on the outs based on their playoff series. But, you know, for the most part, 
just run it back next year with the roster that you have, maybe make a few depth changes for guys that you're going to lose and kind of move on from there. Um, but, you know, that wasn't the only game that we had. We also had St. Louis versus Colorado, and St. Louis was really kind of fighting to tie the series and instead is now down 3-1. Uh, after a, a bit of a shellacking in the first period where somehow, against all odds, um, St. Louis was still up one nothing despite being outshot like 16-3, to you know, the second period hit and the floodgates opened for the Avs. Colorado scored like four goals, I think it was, and, you know, not long after the second period, Nazem Kadri completes his hat trick, a very masterful performance from him, and a, a bit of an emotional one because he had been subjected to a lot of uh, racial abuse and stuff after uh, a bit of an incident with Jordan Bennington. Uh, the Blues fans kind of really came after Kadri, and you know, no matter what Kadri did or didn't do, he is certainly not deserving to be given death, death threats or, or any sort of racial, racial abuse. Obviously, that's just unacceptable on any level. And, um, you know, we just kind of hope that the Kadri family is doing okay. I'm sure that that is a lot of stress and a very hostile, toxic environment to deal with. But, you know, I, I think that that performance from him, he actually kind of held up his ear, you know, and said, uh, I, you know, tell me again what you think about me after scoring his hat trick. And, you know, got to be happy for that guy. I think that, that that probably felt a little bit like a weight lifted off of his shoulders. And uh, for the Avs, certainly a really big game. They've basically taken a stranglehold on the series and more than likely when they go home later this week, that is going to be all she wrote for the blues. I think St. Louis has basically been outplayed in almost every one of these games. And uh, the goaltending was the only thing really holding them in the series. But now that Bennington is out, it's down to Billy Huso. And unless Huso can somehow put on a superhero act and, and pull off an amazing game five heist, you got to think that at some point, you know, the blues are just going to be out. And I think that's going to happen, you know, later this week. But uh, I have been known to be wrong before. So, you know, keep your eyes out for a, a crazy series upset. Maybe the Blues mount this crazy comeback that defies all explanation. We've seen it happen before. Um, I would not put money on that, but you never know. Uh, sometimes the NHL still finds ways to surprise you. But I'd be curious to know your thoughts on these playoff series and which ones you're still tracking. I'm sure you're excited about the Battle of Alberta, which if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, is going to be really late tonight. Again, a really exciting series. A uh, bit of a coin flip unless, you know, Calgary continues to play poorly. I think that they have a major fourth game and kind of reassert themselves in this series. But again, you never know, so stay tuned. And uh, tell me your thoughts at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or again in the YouTube comments below. Tell me who you're rooting for and who you hope still makes it so that you can bandwagon what is hopefully your favorite Stanley Cup uh, bandwagon postseason run. Uh, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I just wanted to say thanks again so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. Like I said, later this week, we'll have more free agent talk as well as further updates on Barry Trotz. But until then, be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets yeah, your first listen of the day. And as always, have a great one. And go Jets, go.